0: blood brothers and sanguine sisters to deeply discussing dexter i'm your host dale maxfield i'm joined by aaron caldwell hello brooke barrett hello and zach roland hi and today we're discussing season eight episode one a beautiful day on this episode six months have passed the show replaces harrison with folgers crystals deb has become a private investigator and investigates the privates of a jewelry thief Dr. Vogel appears, along with video evidence of her and Harry creating Harry's code, and it's Scott Buck's penultimate writing credit on the show. What did you guys think of this episode overall?
1: Pretty much your entire recap was better than this episode. (laughs)
0: So
1: boring. (laughs) boring. I I do not like this episode at all. It starts off a terrible season, and we
0: should all be ashamed. I don't think it's that bad. Honestly. (laughs) Yeah, I
2: don't think it's, I didn't think it was that bad. I kind of enjoyed some parts of it. um, But I also think that you could have said uh, that she investigates his uh, family (laughs) jewels.
0: Yeah, Uh,
3: Disappointed you missed that opportunity.
0: I've turned private investigator around. It was a whole different approach.
2: (laughs) I know. I know. I'm being too critical. Just ban me. Just ban me from the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Just take me off now. I I can't do this for one more season.
3: (laughs) This podcast is just going to
0: end up being, and that was the episode. Well, there's no one here to talk to. I thought the episode was fine. Good night.
3: <laughs> I mean, that'd be fine because then we wouldn't have to watch the rest of the season. I'd sign on for that.
0: Yeah, I think the early part of season eight is just fine. Um, I, uh, yeah, it's not. It. it I, I like the uh, stuff with Deb. Uh, Steph, the Deb hitting rock bottom thing is interesting. Um, it makes that dynamic, a little bit different than it's been before. And I think the time jump is actually smart. I think if this was supposed to be like two weeks later and Deb is already this messed up, it would be kind of, kind of reaching. Um, so I think that all works.
1: See how, how was the exact opposite? I really wanted this to pick up like season seven did just moments after. After the end of season seven. So they could do what? Like, see Deborah's descent instead of just like, hey, it's X amount of time later and Deborah's messed
0: up. Yeah, but then we have like, we'd have to spend like seven episodes getting her to this broken point. And I don't know that that's good television. Like, showing her at her lowest point, I think, makes more sense than and then spreading it out. Um, Plus there's like the aftermath of LaGuerta's death, um, them not spending like seven episodes talking about that or that not being like the ever present thing. It's just more of this episode that they kind of talk about that. Um, And something I don't think we brought up when we talked about uh, her death on the last episode, but LaGuerta dies in the first novel of the book, of the book
3: series. Oh yeah. I think we said that maybe early on, you mentioned they kept her around for the show, but I, I had forgotten said that.
0: something. F- uh, yeah. Maybe but I you said something. Maybe. Yeah. Spoiler free. I think I spoiled the book. Yeah. I think I spoiled the book before and said yeah. Laguerta didn't survive season one, but, yeah. um, and she doesn't, she doesn't die in the same way in the book. Right. She dies because she's incompetent and she gets herself into trouble and, she dies in the same place. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, she but Deb di- doesn't shoot her. Yeah, no, she
1: dies at the hands of uh, the Tay Miami Slasher, which is the book's version of the Ice Truck killer. killer.
2: Yeah, there's something that, that this show does, which is uh, from time to time it dwells too much on a uh, story that's not important. And so I, I do agree with Dale in the fact that like let's let's activate it. You know, like we can. I, I think we're if we've watched this long, we we're okay with just Deb being in this place as yeah. opposed to necessarily like. Them trying to figure out like did LaGuarta actually get killed by the guy who, you know, was in the crate and that stuff. Like is there deeper like they, they could just get caught up on so much and I like that they just decided to move forward and not dwell on certain points of it. So that, you know, well, they're they're ready to rock and roll.
0: It's more engaging for the audience too, because we have to say we have to put the pieces together of what happened between then and now. You yeah, know, and right. there are right answers that the the show confirms, like you know Laguerta's death is not a mystery as far as miami metro is concerned like they went ahead with dexter's plan and you know that that's what happened to la as far as everyone's concerned um the dub thing like <clears throat> by the end of the episode we know that she joined this pi firm and we know that she's been leaning on quinn for help and that she's not really talking to dexter and the very first scene that we see of her, she's doing drugs and hooking up with a criminal. So like we, we have those pieces to put together between what we saw last season and what we're seeing now. Um, again, rather than it being something that they literally show us over the course of however many hours of the show. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean, I agree with what Aaron's saying as far as that was such an intense scene to end on, and it would have been interesting to see the direct aftermath. However, there wasn't enough to do with it to make it worth that to kick off. We can do a lot more fast-forwarding, seeing the true damage that's been done, done to Deb rather than the gradual progression, which would have been a little slow to see.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think we missed out on Dexter and Deb trying and failing to cope with it and mm. Deb walking out on her job and blaming it on LaGuardia's death. Like all of these things are relayed to us through the exposition of the show. Um, we just don't watch them play out in real time. So, but it starts with a tranquil nylon guitar playing. What a wonderful world. A montage shows Dexter back to his usual routine. Six months have passed since the events of season seven and, Hannah's orchid dies dramatically when another girl takes her top off in Dexter's room. It was a, it was a good visual, but I also thought it was hilarious. Like, we see th- we see a strange woman, like, taking her clothes off in Dexter's room, and Dexter looks over, and, like, the entire blossom of the orchid just falls off.
3: The flower droops.
0: The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sad orchid. Dexter and Harrison show up late to Batista and Matthews dedicating a park bench to LaGuerta. Quinn, Masuka, Batista, Dexter, and Detective Black Lady, um, as I call her now. Um, I did look up who, what her actual character's name is, and it's it's Miller. But um, we are just gonna keep calling her Detective Black Lady because they never really say her <laughs> name on the show. Um, but they all talk about how stupid the bench is. Deb is conspicuously missing. Like, his death drove Batista to return to the force from the retirement bar and grill.
2: I feel like that, um, that pedal falling is like that, uh, two things. One, it's like the beauty and the beast where like the rose <laughs> petals falling. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's kind of, it's kind of funny, like a, a weird analogy. So, um, so now Dexter has all- to be the beast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, he's always going to be that beast. And then also, what is it, uh, I think How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, where she's like, you destroyed our love fern, which is kind of like very <laughs> similar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the love fern is a fantastic reference. I, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I just thought I, I it's, it's such a silly little thing, but so funny in, in what they're doing with it.
1: Aren't you Aren't you so excited that they spent so much of last season with the retirement bar and grill? And now it's just Gone. gone.
3: It's just
0: well, coming, it's yeah. not like they still but hang out there.
3: Lasted as long as La and Angel's marriage. Yeah, he keeps <laughs>
2: well. Like, uh, we'll go oh, ahead, he bro.
3: keeps having these like mini midlife crises that lead to very short-lived major plot points.
0: Yeah, like his Smokey <laughs> in the Bandit car. Yeah, he and Quinn get like stoned. Right.
2: I mean, this whole this whole thing too with uh, Batista is like. It's very strange because of the Bard and Grill thing but then also I don't think we even know this yet but like he's back you know like he doesn't retire clearly and uh, and we know then he eventually he gets promoted and so it's like when do you have time like to, to do all of this stuff I mean I don't know it's just it seems so strange that they would pile so much up on him in this last season as opposed to having him just like, let, let him have some fucking freedom for once. Let him just <laughs> enjoy retirement and then have him be like the old wise sage where they like go to him at the bar every once in a while. And he's like, la passion, you know?
0: Yeah. But from a firm, so here's why they had to bring him back because LaGuerta and Deb are both gone. So yeah. somebody needs to be there to be in a, like in charge of Miami Metro you um, mean
2: they wouldn't just bring in a random new person in the last season? Just you know, I feel like Masuka, Masuka could in. lead.
0: Masuka could lead. They should promote Detective Black Lady and actually call her something. Lieutenant Black Lady. Yeah. Lieutenant yeah. Black Lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. Remember just when Dexter had a kid? Like they haven't yeah. mentioned his kid in like three years. <laughs> He's, he oh, might shit. be a worse yeah. father than than Dexter.
0: Yeah.
3: He's not worse than Dexter, though. He's not. Better absentee than just as bad as Dexter.
0: Yeah, Dexter did notice that his son is a completely different person. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: that's Jamie, a pretty like, big Jamie, like, brought fail. the wrong
0: kid home and just hasn't said anything about it.
3: <laughs> this is fine.
0: Your name is Harrison now. <laughs> um, Deb does a line of coke in front of a guy wearing boxers and a chain. She appears to be working undercover, but she also appears to be having sex on the regular with the bad guy. Dexter searches Deb's beach house. He finds bottles of Xanax, Paxil, Adderall, and some weed strewn about. Dexter goes to Delaware Industries, a PI firm that Deb is now working for. Deb is working a skip trace on a guy named Briggs. At a murder scene, Batista offers Detective Black Lady LaGuerta's clothes. Body's head has been cut open, and a piece of the brain was removed with a melon baller. Um, there is a hilarious, um, I think unintentional joke um, here where he offers her the clothes, and she's kind of weirded out by it. And he's like, Oh, no, I understand that they, they wouldn't be your style. Um, LaGuerta was much more colorful. Now, he's saying this to Detective Black Lady. Um, <laughs> by the time the word colorful is coming out of his mouth, the camera has panned so she's no longer in the shot on its way to showing us where the murder scene is. So it's this really weird thing where we don't get to see her reaction to him saying that LaGuerta was more colorful than this.
1: I envision that she just walked off.
0: <laughs> like, by the time he says
1: that she's like 20 well, feet it
0: should, away it should pan over and you should, should hear gunshots <laughs> <laughs> they just start
3: shooting at him <laughs> <laughs> ask me again what size i wear <laughs> yeah
0: well, he was like staring at her al- butt because he was trying yeah. to decide if she would fit the clothes no. or not. right
3: because i that would also happens.
2: like to point out hmm. yeah I'd like to point out Deb's dedication to her job, not only in this instance, but starting from season one when she was working Vice. You know, she is, she is a, a hot dog stand, first and foremost. <laughs> and so she goes this just goes way. to show her dedication. You know, you can't be a good detective or even a private detective if you're not willing to do some coke in front of a guy in his boxers wearing gold chains. <laughs> this is not.
0: Yeah, it's a fact. Absolutely.
1: At that scene in Delway I'm, Industries was Sean Sean Patrick Flaherty uh, was he or Flannery was he introduced in that scene or does he show up later?
0: He shows up later. Later. Um, Dexter does research into Andrew Briggs Dub's bounty. It's the same guy that Dub is sleeping with. He tries to log into Dub's bank account. Her password is fucking password. He's able to locate the general area where Deb is. Dexter finds them and sees them kissing on their way into a grocery store. They have a private conversation and Deb tells him to get lost. She's trying to get the jewelry back before he fences it. She tells him she hates him for ruining everything she stood for, and she says she shot the wrong person in that trailer. Dexter and Harry argue. A guy cuts Dexter off in traffic. Dexter stops and strangles him until he notices a kid watching from the back seat. And then nothing happens. Like, what the fuck?
3: And it's just yeah. over. That's
2: crazy. Like, yeah, that was we- that was a weird moment where, in terms of like reality, that's that's not how shit works.
1: <laughs> it, it's Miami, man. That's exactly <laughs> right. How that what shit were works. they gonna do?
2: <laughs> well, I guess technically he was in Fort Lauderdale, right? That's where she's at. But either way, somewhere I guess on both the road between sh- Miami and shit-holes. Fort Lauderdale. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, yeah. Jamie and Quinn are having the sex. Batista comes into the apartment and Quinn chickens out of finishing the job. Jamie distracts Batista (laughs) with LaGuerta's belongings so Quinn can sneak out.
3: Why is everybody so focused on getting rid of LaGuerta's stuff? It's only been six months, which they mention multiple times, by the way, that it's only been six months.
0: It's just uh, Angel that wants to get rid of it. And I guess it's like... all like taking up space in Angel and Jamie's house.
3: It just seems like it comes up so many times in this episode because they have to give Angel something to do because he never has anything to do. So that's all anybody talks to him about is like where to stuff.
0: He should just like set up the, the, the clothes for sale like in the retirement bar and grill.
3: <laughs>
0: like so- retirement bar and grill and, and women's clothing. Shop.
1: It would be so great if he was just, like, in every scene, just carrying a box of (laughs) shit around.
3: (laughs)
0: Just Just has, like, an armload of, like, hangers (laughs) (laughs) everywhere he goes. (laughs) Hey, you want any of this? (laughs) Yeah. These don't look like they would fit you, but they're (laughs) colorful. You could grow into these. At the Miami Metro briefing, Matthews introduces Dr. Evelyn Vogel, played by Charlotte Rampling, Vogel was intrigued by the piece of brain that was removed, uh, a part of the brain involved with empathy. She thinks that this kill was not the killer's first, and she suspects there will be more. Dexter is concerned that an expert on psychopaths is around. Batista gives him a jug from LaGuardia's office.
3: Dexter's got a lot of jugs just sitting around his his space there at work. Practical (laughs) gift. Very practical.
2: What's the um yeah what's the doctor's name from Halloween Dr. Loomis Loomis Dr. Loomis yeah Loomis right yeah this is like this is like a Dr. Loomis moment for me where she shows up she's got the trench coat on she's like the killer the killer <laughs> it's just like <laughs> we know we get it you're into c- c- serial killers like
3: <laughs> it's, so it's funny it's, it's that cliche character we've seen before Five million
0: yeah. times. He'll he's killed before. He'll kill again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know, like if if she's doing just her her natural voice or if she's trying to do some kind of specific accent. Um, but it does kind of sound weird, like. Like, she slips into a kind of German-sounding accent every once in a while, and then the rest of the time, it's the normal British accent you would expect. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's strange. Uh, Briggs hears from his buyer and shows Deb a piece of the jewelry. Deb calls Quinn to see if he can find out anything about the fence, El Sapo. Vogel summons Dexter to the morgue. She asks what Dexter's take on the case is. She tells Dexter they both chose murder as their professional interest. She gets closer to Dex and asks about the Bay Harbor Butcher, James Doakes. She talks about how the Bay Harbor Butcher was definitely a psychopath, but it doesn't sound like Doakes was. Vogel seems to be talking about the code, and Dexter attempts to throw her off the scent by saying that Doakes probably killed the criminals to get away with it longer. Matthews thinks Vogel is hot. He tells Dexter that she's too smart or that she is smart, and to use her to uh, their advantage at the police force, free help is always appreciated.
2: Gotta watch out for Matthews, because the last person that he thought was hot ended up dead in his hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: but she that wasn't to take free. take her away. out
2: on my boat. <laughs> yeah.
0: She wasn't free. That's That's why free help is always appreciated he's uh, oh, getting, free. Let's getting a little free hand job underneath that captain's <laughs> desk <laughs> uh, Quinn tells Dexter he can't reach Deb to tell her about El Sapo apparently Briggs robbed the mob and no one is willing to deal with him besides El Sapo but Quinn couldn't find any info on him either in their database or with robbery homicide Jamie drops Harrison with Dexter because she needs a night off for the love of God, she's been working nonstop since season five or six.
3: She hasn't had an hour off since season six. Yeah. Much less at night.
0: Dexter is somehow able to figure out who El Sapo is, even though Quinn Romery Hobbeside couldn't. El Sapo is a hitman, not a fence. And Harrison breaks Lagorta's jug. Are,
1: are you really surprised that Miami Metro was not able to figure out who El Sapo
0: was? I just love that he used the police database to find El Sapo, and Quinn and Robbery Homicide could not use the same database to find him. Man, like, I I don't know what's going on there.
1: They're just having an off day or something, because they're rock stars.
0: I think his name, I I might be getting this wrong, but I kept hearing them say Guzman, and I think they might have even called him Luis Guzman, which is like... (laughs) The actor. You couldn't come up with a, like, unique name for this guy? At least have him played by Louise Guzman if you're going to do that.
1: Which would have been fantastic. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm here to take the <laughs> the jewelry. <laughs> come through. <laughs>
0: that would have been awesome. I'm
1: going gonna, I'm gonna to kill you. <laughs> that, would, that would have made this episode a 10. Like, immediately. Oh, I would have loved that.
0: Uh, he's so fun
1: to
2: watch.
0: Oh. Uh, Uh, Dexter goes to Quinn's to help or to get help with Deb. He and Harrison interrupt Jamie and Quinn having the sex. Quinn tells Dexter that Deb is staying at a place called the Pink Motel in Fort Lauderdale. Dexter tries to call Jamie, not realizing that she was in Quinn's bedroom, but he's stuck with Harrison. They go to the Pink Motel together.
3: Great Um, dad. So this this is probably as
0: good a time as any to ask, how old do you think the actor playing Harrison is in season eight? He He's speaking more,
2: so I would probably say six, seven?
1: Yeah, I was going to say five or six.
3: I was going to go with five or six. Okay. Man, I mean, I didn't look
0: up the actor's oh. age.
3: <laughs> so this was just, what was the point of this? <laughs> exercise, how do we know who wins? Brooke, it was the
0: thought <laughs> The, the the point is that he does not look like the kid from season seven plus six months.
3: Oh, no. He's way more than a six-month fast-forward there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's like a couple of years at, at minimum older than the kid from season four. Or oh, from easily. season easily. Yeah. Seven, so.
2: But on the other hand, I think this is a really endearing moment. It's like taking your kid hunting for the first time, right? Like he's really getting him invested into his uh, – well, his, his other side, I should say. Like, Remember when he takes him in the truck with the luminol, right? And that, Yeah. <laughs> down this, this whole path. It's like now he can just take Harrison on these fun little adventures.
0: And he's like, hey, buddy, I'm going to go uh, save your aunt. Maybe kill somebody. We'll see what happens. I think they're also trying to cover his age a little bit with that stuffed animal that he carries everywhere. Because yeah. a kid that age would not... Like a kid the age that that actor looks would not carry a stuffed animal everywhere with them.
2: Well, uh, to be honest, uh, my, co cu- is she my cousin? Yeah, she's my cousin. She's nine or 10. She still carries like a baby doll around with her, but I blame.
0: That's more of a parenting aunt. issue than a Yeah, dog. it
2: is. <laughs> I, I blame my aunt for that. So, I'm like, seriously.
0: So maybe, maybe it's Dexter that's making this problem happen. He's being <laughs> such a horrible dad that Harrison needs something constant in his life. And he's yeah, chosen to slam like a knife. Like a knife.
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> die, I'm doing die. the stabbies, daddy. <laughs> knife knife.
0: Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Dexter sees Deb and Briggs through a window. He signals Deb outside and tells her she's in danger. Dexter tells Deb, to, uh, Deb tells Dexter to go away. Deb says she is now a bad person who deserves to die for killing LaGuerta and Briggs comes out and tries to take Deb back inside. Dexter brawls him through the door and kills him with one stab to the heart. Deb kicks him out so she can call the police, and she takes Briggs' keys out of his pocket.
2: I love these moments where it's like you see these characters that are supposed to be such badasses. Like this guy robbed a jewelry store. <laughs> Clearly, he's like, he's into drugs and he's like so fucking cool. And then there's someone always out there that's just better or more capable of fucking up them. And so he's like, one stab done. Like this guy was total garbage. The, the, the thief guy, you know? And like, Dexter is a
0: fucking beast. Uh, referring back to earlier when we talked about the, the rose <laughs> yeah, petal, it's, um, it's the rose petal. If he hadn't slept with that yeah. girl, he wouldn't have gone all beast mode on it.
1: Well, like this is a beast <laughs> this mode. is the second time that Dexter's just lost his shit because <laughs> he tried to choke that guy in his car, and now he's just uh, stabbing people in their
0: hotel room. Because to be why fair, not? the guy cut him off. Oh. Yeah. I didn't say it was wrong.
1: <laughs> in fact, I, that was probably my favorite part of the episode. I'll, I was like, Hills, yeah, you choke him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but I love the look Deb's, on Deb's face too. And he, he just like stabs him in the heart. And you look at him and Deb's like, again, seriously? What the fuck? Like, I like this guy. Yeah.
2: I uh, I'll say
0: that's probably
2: why I did enjoy this episode so much was just watching Dexter come unhinged. Um, because he is so um in tune with his instincts and he plans well and like not all of these does it go well but at least there's a sense of control and that's a lot of i think what drives this character is the control aspect of it all mm-hmm. and planning and and everything and to see him not have any control and to see the person that he loves just not want to be near him i mean it's like it's refreshing, I think, which is why I enjoy at least this moment in this season. Yeah, it,
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's that, in a bad place in the same way that Deb is in a bad place, right? It's just yeah. he doesn't he doesn't emote, so we don't see it as clearly on his face that that he's having trouble. But he lost Hannah, who was the only person he could talk to about his his killing stuff, and he lost Deb, who um, he chose over Hannah and he's just he's not coping with it well like the opening montage makes everything seem like it's back to normal. and Everything's fine, but it's really it's really not. He's denying the fact that um, he lost his relationships with Hannah and Deb, which are the two most important in his life, uh, because as far as he's concerned, he doesn't have a son. So. <laughs> True. So when Dexter, speaking of which, when Dexter gets back to his car, Harrison is gone. Uh, He (laughs) finds him wandering the parking lot. Deb tells her story to the local PD about how she was running a skip trace on Briggs, but didn't witness the murder. She leaves a message for Elway about how she thinks she has a lead on the jewelry. As she drives away, we see El Sapo in his car watching her. Dexter tries to wash the blood off the little stuffed dog Harrison's been carrying He sits on Laguerta's bench with a scenic view of a lot of trash. Vogel shows up and hands him a file. It's a series of violent drawings drawn by Dexter as a child. Dexter catches up to her and throws her against a wall. She says he can't kill her because she does not meet Harry's code.
1: You know, as much as I appreciate the bench being where it should be, (laughs) I hated this scene so bad. Yeah, I like, did too. It's just like, oh, let's let's introduce something that just invalidates everything that we believed previously. Just stop. Just stop.
0: I. Uh, you mean Vogel's involvement in creating the code? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think um, it, it 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 may be a wash for me because. Dexter sitting on Laguerta's bench and observing all the trash around it um, made me laugh out loud. So definitely, it's like, hooray! He was. I think it was Masuka that said you can get these at Home Depot. <laughs> so <laughs> not much of a tribute.
2: Uh, she was a damn good detective. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that's what it says on the, her bench. It says uh, <laughs> Maria LaGuerta, damn good detective.
0: <laughs> Very colorful. <laughs>
3: colorful clothing. Full of
0: la passion. More colorful than Detective Black Lady. Uh, this was directed by Keith Gordon, who directed 10 episodes across all but season six and seven. This is his first episode back since season five, episode 10 in the beginning. It was written by our good pal Scott Buck. His previous episode was the last one, the season 7 finale. Scott Buck wrote 18 episodes, 3 per season until taking over as showrunner in season 6 and writing 2 episodes per season from then forward. What was the best line of the episode? I went with fucking password.
3: Same. (laughs) That was also my choice. (laughs) I actually went with... um...
1: When they're looking at the uh, victim with his brain missing, Batista asks Dexter, like, why would somebody do this? And and Dexter just like, fucking people are crazy, man. And I was just <laughs> like, that's, that's about the most matter-of-fact answer you can give. That's perfect.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's right up there with uh, people die in Miami. <laughs> Sometimes the murdered. they're murdered. How about the worst line of the episode?
3: What size do you wear?
0: Mm.
2: Yeah, I went with that whole exchange yeah. of, uh, you checking out my checking ass? out my ass. Yes.
3: Yes. No, no
0: I no.
2: mean, I have LaGuardia's clothes. I mean, what size do you wear? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's
1: like. I went with uh, the whole conversation at the end about not meeting Harry's code. And I was, it just infuriated
3: me.
0: Uh, performance of the episode.
3: Jennifer Carpenter. She's pretty good acting, all coked out.
2: I mean, I'm gonna have to give it to Jamie. She finally got a night off, <laughs> or and then she yeah. got off or <laughs> yeah. didn't get off. <laughs> she did not. She did not. She Did not get
3: off. I knew someone twice would. Twice
0: even. <laughs> she got frustrated uh, twice in this episode.
2: Yeah. She's like, can a girl just gotta have a gotta get an orgasm? I can't even say it right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, uh, yeah it, it, it would be pretty hard to argue against Jennifer Carpenter for this episode. But that is it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for participating. We'll see you on the next Deeply Discussing Dexter.